Hi folks, my name is Linda Emmett and welcome to Happiness is an Inside Job. We are the creators of our own reality, we create our own lives. Our mind is our biggest limit and it's our own beliefs, behaviours and habits constantly caught in those cycles that keep us trapped where we are and stand in the way of our own happiness. So throughout this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into some of those beliefs, habits and patterns, where they show up in your lives and what you can do to change them. Howdy doody folks and welcome to this week's podcast where we are going to talk about compulsive eating and when it's becoming a binge eating disorder and the difference between normal having an L binge, having an L munch and when it's become a compulsion, when it's building in as part of our behaviours and patterns and when it's becoming damaging to us rather than just something that we we do to uh, to treat ourselves or reward ourselves from time to time. So looking at first, what first, I suppose, what a, a healthy binge is or a healthy munch is because we all, we've learned from a very young age, we've we've taken food in as a reward. We learn from very young. We get, you know, treats when we're good or when we've done well in school or you might have the Sunday ice cream or the floats or all of those things just... We're, we're rewarded with food. We looked forward to particular foods. We were treated with foods. I know for me growing up, when I was younger, um, one of my uncles used to put a bar of chocolate up on the sideboard on a Friday night and me and my sister come running down on a Saturday morning to to get that bar of chocolate that he put up there. And it was always his payday. He'd always put it up there. And I remember dancing at the side of the press. There was only me and one sister. So I would have been, God, about four and waiting on that bar of chocolate so even then it was reward and chocolate in particular was one of the rewards for me and throughout my life certainly as i've mentioned to you before i have struggled with bulimia after the bulimia i would have struggled usually with binging and a bit of compulsion in and around that and i've certainly seen it a lot show up with, with clients and people that i work with so that's a huge force it's a passion to me and i know that it is a struggle for a massive amount of us because we tend to use food to heal our emotions or to stuff down our emotions we can use it for an array of things so it's looking at when we're in the space where it's become a compulsion that we're out of control of or when it is just our healthy binge so looking at say first off the regularity of it if it's like a you know, of a Friday night, you get your munch in, you sit and, you know, you watch your movies. This is something you do with your family. You go out on of a Sunday and you have your, your three or four course meal. You always have your, your dessert or whatever it is. And that's healthy. That works for you. You have your limits. You have your disciplines. And sometimes you may or may not step over that a little bit on happy days. We're all human. But you you feel very much in control of it. Very much, it's a nice part of your life and it's something that you enjoy doing. That's that's healthy. That's fine. And we all have elements of that. And we'll all treat ourselves in ways with different foods that we like and when we love or that we love. When it's becoming a compulsion is one, the regularity that it's occurring in your life. How often you're doing it. Are you, you know, is it a little milder? It's once twice a week 
is it four or five times a week or is it extreme where it's it's 12 to 14 15 times a week it's 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 your everyday life and it's a compulsion you're trying to control it's also whether you're you know when we're when we're compulsive eating and i know certainly when i was binge eating back in the bulimia days i'd always eat much faster than normal when i was in a binge or a compulsive eating phase I'd be woolying it down. I wouldn't even be tasting it. It wasn't, it nearly wasn't the food. The, the compulsion was driving it. The compulsion was behind it. I was, in a lot of ways, very much out of control of it. So that was one of the things. If it's more compulsive, you'll notice you're eating faster than normal. You'll be eating until you're hugely uncomfortable. Until you need to open your jeans. You need to, you need to lie out. You need to splurge. You feel... Uh, stagnant, you feel tired, your energy is depleted, you probably have some negative emotions coming in, your guilt and your shame. You're eating far beyond your comfort le levels. You choose, you tend to choose to eat alone when it's compulsive and when we're binging because it's something we, we are aware on another level that isn't normal. We are feeling shame along with it and we don't want to be seen. So we can tend to choose the compulsive eating, we tend to choose to do that alone. Afterwards, we can feel absolutely disgusted, depressed and quite guilty. If these are some of the emotions that are coming up, it's certainly not healthy. It's certainly become a compulsion. It's certainly not fully within your control. When we're eating, there aren't points when we should feel disgusted with ourselves. That's absolutely a negative. That is, and it, as I say, if we're doing it extremely regularly, if this is happening regularly in your week, once, twice, three, four times, or to the extreme, as I say, you know, between 12 and 20 times, it's a daily pattern that's starting to dictate your life because that's where, if you're feeling depressed, disgusted, and ashamed every day of your life because of this, it's a massive compulsive pattern within your life. So why does it show up in the first place? How do we get into those habits? How do we get into a space where this is compulsive? And I know certainly for me, when I struggled, and we'll take the compulsive side of it um, first, that would be, you know, me going into a supermarket and saying, you know, I'm going to get me a few bits and I'm going to pick myself up a tree. And I would be buying uh, a bar of chocolate. I would be leaving the store with two large bars of chocolate, uh, a pack of chocolate, uh, an array, a binge, an absolute binge. Not even one large bar, it would be two or three, it would be an array that I knew. And this is where, and I'd be in there buying them. At that point, there's absolutely some awareness, but it was what kept me going, why I was buying those things, why I was taking them home. Saying to yourself on the way home, well, I'll just have a little bit, or I, I won't eat all of this. And you're driven, you're, you're, you come home, you're sitting there and then you are literally worrying them down, swallowing these foods. As I say, sitting alone and afterwards feeling absolutely despicable and out of control and it impacts the rest of your day. For me and for most of us that are struggling with uh, compulsive behaviours, it's 100% being used to help us tolerate our emotions. We are feeding, we are trying, the compulsion is trying to feed 
emotions that we're either not aware of or unable to manage. And this is where our emotional awareness and learning to manage our emotions in much healthier ways comes through because a huge amount or all of our, our habits, negative or, or positive, they're driven by our emotions. 80% of our mental activity throughout our day comes from our subconscious. Our subconscious is emotionally driven and emotion will always override logic. Always override. It's, it's how we're wired. It's how we're built. Our emotions will always override logic. So you'll have that logic, logical thinking in there going, I'll just buy that one small bar or I'll just get a bag of chips from the takeaway or whatever it is, whatever your compulsive foods are. And then that'll kick in that pattern and you're on the phone and two snack boxes, a donut kebab and a two litre of Coke or whatever it is. And then this is coming. There's the party is still in a battle with yourself in your head, but the compulsion is one. It's the emotion that is behind the compulsion that has triggered that compulsion in the first place. It's what was it that you didn't want to feel that you're diving into that compulsion. And the thing with it, is it's not only impacting you emotionally, it's having a huge physical toll as well because you're stuffing your stomach beyond its capacity. You're overloading your digestive system beyond its capacity and you're leaving yourself in an absolute hailstorm of self-loading and self-worth or low self-worth. You're going to get a hammering afterwards from yourself. And that, that hammering, that hailstorm of self-loading that you're stuck in this is where your next decisions are coming from. This is where whatever else you're choosing to do within that day or within that evening are coming from a place of self-loading and low self-worth. So you'll probably go into more attacking behaviours or dive back into another compulsion after hitting the feckit switch. I'm not doing a course on my podcast because you've said, oh, well, I fecked it up anyway. So what's the point? I'll I'll just I'll get another binge and it's that the thinking that that'll make me feel better that'll take the emotion away and this is where our patterns start breeding uh grown legs and life of their own and then we feel completely out of control of something that should be normal in our life like well eating eating should be a normal behavior for us that you know we we eat to give our body the nutrition it needs to survive, to keep ourselves healthy, to be strong. And the compulsive eating can leave us way outside those realms and also feeling like we're not a normal person or we're a, a failure because we can't eat like normal people. And that, again, redrives the shame of if anybody knew I was really like this or this is what I done or this is how I treat myself. And again, you know, the hailstorm is is carrying on, hammering down on you. And again, re-triggering the compulsion to continue and for you to keep managing all of these feelings through what you're buying in the shop or what you're ordering in the takeaway. And it is, it's a very, it's a very sad, lonely place to be in. In part, it's sad because it's it's almost like a double-edged sword where we're trying to rid ourselves of negative feelings through eating. But the compulsive nature of how we're eating is creating 
more negative feelings. Plus, we're left with the ones we originally had in the first place. The reason that we compulsively ate. So, as I say, it's looking at what the trigger is in the first place, finding the trigger before the compulsion, what the emotion is and working on the emotional side of it. It's it's no coincidence that, you know, it's our our mouth that we're feeding, our mouth that, that, that we're eating through and that's what we're stuffing. Our, our mouth is is a very intimate and significant part of our body. Our mouth is obviously what we eat through, how we sustain our life. It's also where we kiss through, how we show love and affection. Um, you know, it's how we talk through, how we communicate with the world is all through our mouth. So eating and compulsive eating is often stuffing down what would normally come out through the mouth, what we would normally say um, when we're feeling those emotions, we're, we're stuffing down with food, nearly trying to push all that stuff back in, or we're feeling a lack of, be it affection and love, um, and again, we're trying to stuff that feeling. They might be loneliness, sadness, boredom because we're not doing enough for ourselves. All of those things. But we're using them out to stuff them, stuff all those emotions back in. It's really like compulsive or emotional eating. Is, it's, it's, a, it's quite a primitive coping mechanism. And emotional eating itself is it's a longer relationship to build for want of a better way of saying it. When I work with emotional eating with clients or compulsive or binge eating or things like that, that will take longer to work with than other things because with other things like say we take alcohol or cigarettes or a particular low self-worth or whatever it is, if you're working with them, you can you can really moderate those say it's say it's other substances you can moderate those out of people's lives very easily and quickly and create a new balance with food because it's so present in our lives because we've to sustain our life with it it's in our lives every day it's in our presses it's in our fridge and we're bombarded with it everywhere in media and it's ingrained from a very young age it does take that bit longer to work with to do a rebuild but it is one zillion percent possible. And I can say that A, from personal experience and the clients that I have worked with. But the key to it is working with the emotions because we we don't want to feel our negative emotions. We don't want to feel our pain. Our brain is hardwired to move us away from pain and towards reward. If we have a pattern in there, like compulsive eating that our brain deems rewarding even in the split second even to just momentarily get you away from that pain it will gear you towards that if it's in there as a pattern so breaking up that pattern and breaking it down by getting to the emotion that's triggering it in the first place is key to positive permanent change it's key to overcoming it I absolutely do know and understand that it it can feel like you're being hijacked. It can feel like your brain has has been hijacked after you've compulsively eaten or binge binge ate. You can literally be feeling like it's it's completely out of your control. How did I do that again when I didn't want to? And again, that's your subconscious. That's the emotion driving the pattern. So it's looking at what are your areas that you're triggered in. It's assessing your mess, looking at what's going on. Where are you triggered? First off, breaking it down in what places you're triggered. Is it more, does this always happen at home? 
Does it always happen in work? Does it happen more at weekends? Does it happen more during the week? Where? What's the location? Where do you do that the most? Is it in your bedroom? Is it in the morning? Is it late at night? It's nailing that down first. Beginning to journal on it is powerful. Uh, there's a huge amount of scientific uh, studies out there that, that back up journaling. So it's getting the mess out of your head and onto paper. It brings clarity. It breeds clarity for you. So first doing the breakdown of where it's happening in your life, where you are when it's happening, what days it's happening, what times of the day, what people you're around then, what's going on. Is it just after a work day? Is it a uh, is it before a work day? Is it when you've had a full weekend? Is it when you are run ragged? One thing that I've known to be true, and again, even in studying um, about binge eating and emotional eating and all the learning I've done, one thing that shows up certainly with compulsive or binge eaters, they tend to be overdoers, overgivers, given so much of themselves to the absolute detriment. And they're nearly sometimes trying to fill up what they've given away with food. They're trying to fill themselves back up. They're trying to meet those emotional needs with food. And that's where the compulsion is kicking in for them at times. So it's looking at the boundaries that you have in your life. How much are you present in your life? What time do you give to you? Where is your energy going in your life? As I say, journaling is absolutely powerful because it starts, it's you building a relationship with you. It's you starting to understand you and build that awareness and understand what emotions are behind it. Again, a key player is frustration. Frustration and overwhelm drive a huge amount of compulsion and compulsive behaviours because the, it's trying to escape those feelings of frustration or feeling completely overwhelmed, trying to get, get your head out of that space. Your brain will trigger that pattern if it's been built in there. Meditation. Again, I, I teach it, I do it, um, I bring it regularly into my own life. It is a space, a place and a time for you to A, breathe, be with yourself and get to that level of that deep level of self where you're looking at you and what's going on. It has powerful, powerful benefits both physically and mentally. And it also gives you the space to release some of those pent up emotions. And over time then, because you have that different space to release those emotions out through meditation and through journaling, the compulsion isn't being triggered as much because you have other spaces and places in your life where you can release the emotion that you're using the compulsive eating for. Obviously, if you feel it's, it's out of your control to the point that you can't manage it yourself. 100% seek help. And bear in mind, there are so many people out there before you, like, like me, like many others that have struggled with this. A lot of us uh, struggle in some way, shape or form with food, either at times in our life or it's an ongoing thing that we're working with. So reaching out for help, for support. If it's not professional help, at least speaking to someone. When we say something out loud and we say it to someone, we're 65% more likely to stick to it. If we agree to be completely accountable to someone else and sit with them and say, yes, 
this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm, ch I'm going to change. There's up to 95% more chance that you will start acting on those new behaviors. So all of these things really, really help. And again, building in your own self-care. Speaking to people, meditation, journaling, these are all powerful things that I've certainly used to, to work on it. And not allowing those feelings of, of being a burden and thinking that you're burdening other people by sharing how you're feeling. A lot of the time when you open up to people, you do find that they've experienced similar, something like it, or at some time in their life, they were trying to heal and manage their emotions in possibly a different way that wasn't healthy. We all need to learn to manage our, our emotions. The difference is it's just moving to manage, managing them in a healthy way rather than an unhealthy way. And that's all you want to do. And killing off those compulsive behaviours that are hurting and harming you and making you feel less than because you're not. This is just a behaviour you have that thinks it's serving a purpose. It's only a behaviour. It is not who you are. Who you are is underneath that behaviour. Dying to get out, dying to live, dying to be. It's just this compulsive element, this binging element has you feeling less than, ashamed, guilty, disgusting, all of those negative emotions that are stopping you asking for the help or doing the things that you need to do for you. So that's it for me for this week, guys. I hope you've really enjoyed it and got some fabulous takeaways. And as always, I invite you to connect in with me across social media or check me out on my website, www.yourgifttoyou.com or email me, linda at yourgifttoyou.com, guys, because I'd love to hear from you and any topics you'd like for us to talk about or any more learnings that you want. And please remember, give me those reviews because it keeps the podcast getting out there to more people. So chat to you very soon, guys. Bye-bye.